Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. folks on this 218th podcast and with me as always is my co-host my friend Stephanie Wesco so Stephanie catch us up what's going on this morning good morning Doug um what's going on let's see um currently I think the kids are in school better they're eating lunch and uh they're working through their books and um I don't know. I mean, life, this is the last day of um, a crazy month and looking at another crazy month coming up, but we're excited about Christmas being being here. My kids love the Christmas season. I mean, I do too, so in full, full honesty. So, yeah, um, just to be clear, I'm kind of a Christmas dude myself, you know, and uh, I like Christmas and uh so you got to explain to us, Emmy found her gift. How did Emmy find her gift? Well, she found her advent calendar. All right. And um, so it's it's not technically the same as a Christmas gift. She hasn't found any of her actual, like, Christmas gifts. Um, but she's really, she's really having a rough time understanding that December isn't Christmas Day. Like, she thinks. Because tomorrow is December, it's Christmas Day. So I'm trying to help her understand that the whole month will be special, not just Christmas Day. Um, yeah. So we're working through that. All right. Well, that's a good place to work through. And Thor's getting big and everything's going on well at the Wesco household. And Charles shot himself a deer, which is noteworthy. Yep. His first deer. and. And uh, he's making steaks out of a deer. He's feeling pretty good about the deer. You know, when I yep, eat a deer, the kids all, I still yeah. taste fur. But I, hey, when people oh. like deer, that's okay. You know? Yeah, we did we did deer steaks last night. And then this morning, the kids, we made uh, deer sausages out of some of it. So the kids had sausages for breakfast. They were all pretty thrilled about that. So, yeah, it's a blessing to have some extra, yeah, some meat. Yeah. So... Well, praise God. So here we are. We're in Psalm 32. Now, as I remember, Psalm 6 was what they called a penitential psalm where he talks about the bad things he had done. Uh, and But, you know, Psalm 32 is the next one. So David's out there. He's accepting things. He's talking about things that are going on. He's acknowledging things. He's, uh, man, he did so. You know, David was not a choir boy. And... Uh, he went through and did some things. He's, you know, he's, he's dealing with his experience, the, the things that he did. I mean, there's things like adultery. There's things like uh, murder in there. There's deception, you know, all these different things. You can find yeah. them in Samuel, 2 Samuel, Psalm 51. You can find them. Uh, anyway, you can find it all over the place. And uh, he's vowing to share what he learned in Psalm 51, which we're going to get to. But this is one of those psalms. So we're in Psalm 32, and uh, 
as we go into that this morning, I, I just want to wish all of you the uh, merriest of Christmas seasons. And to remember the reason for this season is Jesus Christ dying at Calvary. But the reason for this season was the birth of Jesus Christ. And the glory of this season was the death of Jesus Christ and uh, at Calvary and then sitting at the right hand of the Father. And, and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited about the second Advent, uh, Stephanie. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the Advent calendars and, and uh, things of that. I'm looking forward to the next Advent. I'm looking forward to when the second coming of Christ comes. And look what it says here in Psalm 32. It says, though blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man upon whom the Lord imputeth not inequity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones whacked, waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer, Selah. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine inequity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the inequity of my sin. For this shall every one that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters there shall not come nigh unto Hun. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass about with songs of deliverance, Selah. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in the heart. There's a lot going on here, Stephanie. He starts right off and he's, he's talking about having his sin covered by the blood. He's talking about being forgiven. He's talking about those wicked things he did, his inequities, those those things, his heaviness, how he was turned from moisture onto drought. And uh, he talked about a hiding place. He he's, he's instructing there's so much. I mean, first thoughts coming out of Psalm 32 for you. Wow, this I love. Uh, my favorite verse out of this chapter is verse 7. Um, but David starts out with talking about the blessing that comes from forgiveness from God. Yeah. And verse one and two, that's what he's just expressing is the incredible blessing that we have in being forgiven. And, you know, that's something we take for granted. And we need not take that for granted. That's a big deal. It is. It is. If we didn't have that, we would be lost. And um, David just says, no no bones about it he doesn't even try to he just he, he gives this description of the fact of the incredible blessed means happy and that that sense of relief and joy that comes when we meditate on the fact that god does not impute our iniquity to us he forgives it and 
um, boy, even now as we as we are on the other side of the cross, looking back on what Jesus Christ did, taking our sin for us, who knew no sin, that yeah. we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The incredible blessing that that is. Yeah, you gotta and wait. Yeah. I think that's something we should never get over is what God has done for us. No, that should sure. leave us. If we have that perspective right, keeping a clean heart and a clear conscience and staying a living sacrifice isn't a burden because it's our privilege to serve the one who has forgiven us yeah. and who has given us life and took the, took our punishment on itself. You it's know, an one incredible sin, blessing. One sin changed the entire world. One sin, yep. and, and, and folks, we sin when we have a bad thought. We sin uh, when we're, you know, not happy with our lot in life. We sin when we think God isn't listening. We sin when we think something bad about somebody. And I think what Stephanie's just, just nailed at the beginning of this, don't take for granted that we have an almighty, most high God that takes that sin from us and covers it. And the Bible says hides it as far as the east is from the west. They never come together. And, uh, and, and I, I don't think we can take that for granted. And I think David's heart here, and, and you know, we got to remember, I think, as we look at this, we got to understand that, that I believe uh, that for God to say David was a man after his own heart, boy, he was in that hiding place. He was in that verse seven you were talking about. He's and, and we need to go there. If we're going to be a man or a woman after God's own heart, we're going to have to find ourselves in the hiding place sometimes. That place you go when the world doesn't make sense, that place you go when the knuckleheads are out to get you, that place you go when your PTSD doesn't feel right, that place you go where the migraines are there, that place you go when you want to just smack somebody in the nose, that place you go where the hypervigilance is a little bit too hyper and the all these different things we struggle with and all these different things we go to. But David's being called a man after God's heart, Stephanie. And, and I, think that, I think we're seeing in those first three verses how that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think it's, I think it's very important um, to, when you look at verses three and four, David yeah. gives the consequences of trying to hide sin. Yeah. And um, I think it's very sad when people um, literally are so are willing to be sick physically. They're willing to be sick in how they treat other people to try to hide their own sin and to avoid having to come clean. And um, David is just so honest here about the result physically. You know what I'm saying? I mean... God uses David here to tell us when you choose to cover sin, it will affect you even physically. It will negatively affect you. There will be physical consequences when you choose to sin and then try to cover it. And, um, and I don't, I'm not saying if you're dealing with something physically, it's because you're hiding sin. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all no, because no, I've had that thrown at me. So I'm not at all saying that. Yeah. Um, but if you know, uh, you know, if you know that there is sin in your life and I have met people who are dealing with severe physical issues and they blame it on, they, I, I know they know it's from their own sin because they blame it on the people that they've sinned against. 
they blame their physical issues on the people that they have sinned against. And so to deal with that, they, they turn it and blame it all on the person, you know, instead of coming to terms with they've sinned and that now they're dealing with consequences, they have to flip it because they can't deal with repentance, repentance. And that's the bottom line here of David saying, when I was trying to cover my sin, when I was trying to excuse it, boy, I paid for it physically. And, um, so I would just give that challenge. If you, if you are living in sin or you have done something that you know is wrong, you know, I remember even as a kid, um, I was one of those kids that, and I don't know why, but it was like, if I lied about something, I would literally get sick to my stomach. It would literally make me physically ill until I got it made right. And I remember being so miserable physically, just feeling like I'm going to throw up, shaking and just like that spirit of conviction of I did something that was wrong and I'm trying to hide it. Yeah. And that's the effect sin. I, I want my children to be that way. I want there to be a sense in which they are miserable until they make things right. If they have lied, if they have done something and sin, obviously that David's talking about here was something he was trying to hide. He was trying to keep suppressed and it made him ill, physically ill doing that. And I think there's a huge, just, I mean, God puts this here for us. If you know there's sin in your life and you're physically ill and you're refusing to deal with that sin, there might be a correlation there because that's how God made us. We are created. We are spiritual. You know, we have that spiritual side that very much interrelates with our physical side. And yes, sometimes traumas and other things bring on physical problems too. I'm not saying physical problems equals sin in your life that's not dealt with. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is if God is dealing with you about something in your life that you're refusing to make right, you're refusing to come clean about something you've done, there might be something there yeah. that you need to go before God oh, yeah. and get before his face about. Yeah, when I kept silence in verse number three, my bones waxed old, my roaring all day long is that feeling you got, like you were saying, that sickness you got in the stomach and for day and night in verse 4, thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into drought of the summer. Selah, I acknowledge my sin. Things change right here in verse number 5. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine inequity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the inequity of my sin. So there's a big change that happens there in verse number 5, Stephanie. It's, there's, yeah. there's a big change going on here. And, uh, and, and I think we all need that. And it's not a, it's not a once a year. It's not a once a lifetime. It's a, it's an everyday kind of thing. Maybe it's an every sin kind of thing that we should seek out and keep the lines of communication mm -hmm. with God open. Uh, we need to keep yep. those lines open. We need to admit to our sins. You know, acknowledgement is a big deal. First of all, some yeah. people think they're not sinning. Oh, I made a mistake. Can I tell you something? Mistake is a sin. Yeah. If it's hurt somebody, you know, or I've done this, I've done that. Well, listen, you've sinned. And, and, and folks, acknowledgement is power. Going to the Lord and seeking forgiveness is power. Mm -hmm. Giving your transgressions to the only one that can take those transgressions from you, it's power. 
And, uh, and I yeah. think that's what's going on with David here. And like you were saying, I got that thing in the pit of my belly when I was a kid. Look at verse six. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of the great waters, they shall not come nigh unto thee. Thou art my hiding place. That verse you were talking about, uh, one of your favorite verses, thou shall preserve me from trouble. Thou shall confess me about with songs of deliverance, Selah. And, uh, you know, he's talking about a hiding place as being a place that he just goes to see God. I mean, is that what you think's going on here, Stephanie? I mean, what's... Uh, yes, well, and something, something that's powerful to me, Doug, in verse 6 that leads into verse 7. You know, sin is a snare. Covering sin is an even bigger snare. And... There is a very real sense. It says, for this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Yeah. If you are living in sin and you are covering sin and you keep that pattern up, Doug, you create a hold, a satanic stronghold in your life that is so strong. You know, Pharaoh reached a point where the Bible says God hardened his heart where God turned him over to himself. And I have, I have seen this in a couple of people in my life. I have several right now I can think of where they've reached that point from where I can see observing their life over many years that I fear God has turned them over to themselves to self-destruct. Yeah. And that is a terrifying place to be. And I think that's why David says in verse 6, for this, in other words, confessing transgression and begging forgiveness and knowing God gives it. So in other words, coming to that place of victory of I'm forgiven. He says, for this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee any time when thou mayest be found. In other words, I'm not going to reach that point when God turns his back on me, when he turns me over to myself. Because when you reach that place, Oh my goodness. Yeah. And yeah. I think that leads into verse seven where David says, thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. The Christian life, Doug, a clean heart and a clear conscience isn't about us. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about him being our hiding place from sin, our hiding place of healing our hiding place when we're hurt nowhere else to go. It's about him preserving us from trouble him protecting us from ourselves in a sense, you know, God, when God, that Holy spirit of God speaks in our heart and says, don't do that stuff. That wouldn't please me. And that's going to lead to something that dishonors me. That's him preserving us from trouble. His still small voice is there living in us to preserve us from trouble. And then he gives us those songs of deliverance. And I love how it says, thou shalt compass me about. It's that wall of fire. It's that hedge of protection. And, you know, songs of deliverance makes me think of the Psalms. It makes me think of what God's word is to me. And it makes me think of, you know, there was, I believe it was Jehoshaphat when the army went into the into battle. And they had gotten before God. God had give, given them a 
assurance of victory, and they went into battle singing. And when we have a clean heart and a pure conscience and we have come before God, confessed our sin, and we have that victory, when we've come to that point of humbling ourselves of, this isn't about anybody else. I'm not blaming anybody else for my problems in life. I love the fact that I am blamed for people's problems that I haven't been around in a very long time. It just, it makes me almost laugh. But there are people that are that way. Their life's problems are always someone else's fault because they cannot come to terms with I have sin in my life that I'm not willing to deal with. And they are choosing to throw away being compassed about yeah, with yeah. God's songs of deliverance yeah. and that sense of victory that God brings. Where God gives us that power to sing. And like we've talked about, I mean, we've seen it several times as we've been working through these last couple of chapters. The power of Christian music and the power of when your heart is right with God and you're singing out praises and glorifying God. David calls them songs of deliverance. In other words, there is a spiritual implication and power when we are crying out to God in music yeah. that makes Satan tremble. Because David calls it songs of deliverance. In other words, we are doing war with the enemy when we sing, when we sing out, when we are singing from a heart of victory and who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like in verse 8... It's like God speaks to David in verse 8. Mm. And to me, that's beautiful. It's like after David comes to this point of who God is to him, David, it's like God says to David, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, we, it's like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. When you trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, when you acknowledge him in all your ways, he promises he will direct your paths. He will Amen. teach you. He will instruct you. Yeah. And that's beautiful. That's what the Christian life is all about. It is. It is. And I think we see, you know, a couple things. First of all, I love Charles Spurgeon's quote that I remember. God does not permit his, his children to sin successfully. And, mm. and David has found that out. I mean, if, if we get anything out of this, the hide in place, uh, there's no successful sinning going on. Uh, you know, God deals with it all. What happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas. And, and these things go on. And, and, and I mean, as we go through this, we, we find there five through seven, what Stephanie was just talking about, we find a way to deliverance. And, and how do we get deliverance? And you're acknowledging your sin. And uh, everyone that is godly is praying and uh, going to that hiding place. And, and then we, we, we got over here to verse eight. And, uh, and we see 8 through 11 that there's joy in the obedience of giving that to God. We find great joy here. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I, think, I think that's so important. Be glad is how the psalmist ends here. It says, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, uh, ye righteousness, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. And, and think about that. We need, we need to rejoice. We got the word. It's a command. We need to do it. We need to rejoice. Yeah. We, we need to step out. We, we, we know that there's, you know, you can't, you need to reach acceptance that you're a sinner. You need to see yourself as a sinner. Mm -hmm. You need to see that sin. And then you get to the place where you got to give that sin to God and you got to trust in yep. him alone. Uh, and, and I think that more than anything else right now, coming out of Psalm 32, is we need to understand that we can't sit on our sin. What Spurgeon said nope. was right. God does not permit his children to sin successfully. 
it doesn't happen. Yep. Uh, John Doan, uh, a successful theologian from hundreds of years ago, wrote, Sin is a serpent, that he that covereth, covers sin does not keep it warm, that it may sting the more fiercely and disperse the venom yeah. malignantly, therefore more affectantly. And, and you know, yeah. uh, you know, we got to understand sin has consequences. And David is yeah. dealing with those consequences, but he was up front about it. And I think yeah. the practical side, I think what, as we go into song here, as we're moving along, I think the practical side of this and the, and the place that we're going with this and the way we leave Psalm 32 is better than we found it. We leave Psalm 32 understanding that our transgressions, our sins need to be forgiven, uh, accepting yeah. the things we did in life. And that when we keep silent, when we don't go to the Lord with our sin, it's roaring in us all day. It's hurting our bones mm -hmm. and it's, it's heavy upon yep. that moisture is turned into drought. But then there in five, yep. he acknowledged his sin. So I think it's better for the people who are listening to us, Stephanie, to right now acknowledge their sin to God, yep. to go to God and say, hey, I've got this sin. And yeah. uh, and then and then making God their hiding place and hiding in Him yes. and I think that's important and and He's teaching us yeah. and finding that joy. It's about the joy. Mm -hmm. So I know you put together a song for us to end with today. Now, what song did you give us to end with today, Stephanie? So this is a beautiful song. Um, it's it's one that honestly meant a lot to me. Um, I remember the day we evacuated from Cameroon, the song coming to my mind um, through that evacuation process. And um, it's just a reminder of who God is. And I just wanted to say, Satan will make coming clean of sin look like it's torture. Yeah. Satan will do his best to put thoughts in your mind of people will hate you for, for admitting you did such and such. People are going to look down on you for, you know, for having done this. No, Christians who love God and who love you are going to rejoice to see you taking the step of faith to come clean and to be on fire for God. Coming clean of sin, turning from sin to Christ, either in salvation or as a child of God, getting right with God is the most freeing, glorious thing you can do. It is the first step to healing you know if you're struggling with with guilt that that you feel like has a noose around your neck you will be amazed at the freedom and the victory and the joy you will experience and that mercy of god that just floods your heart with peace that passes understanding and so don't let satan fill your heart and mind keep god's word keep his truth yeah. At, at the base of your decisions because Satan will do everything he can to keep you in bondage and chains Amen. to your sin. Yeah, he will. And so make that choice, that step of faith to say, nothing else matters to me but knowing God and walking with him. All and when right. you do that, God will honor that. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, well, here's the song. It's based off of verse 7 of Psalm 32. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. 
will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Amen. We need to make God our hiding place. Folks, we love you. Please listen to every word we're going to tell you about knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Savior because there's nothing more important. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.